Kiddushin Dafnun Chet, the last thing we're discussing, was a person who's Mekadesh, a woman, with things that you're not allowed to have benefit from them. And we were learning what's the source of them. We were we discussed uh, the hair of the Nazir. The, the, we discussed the firstborn donkey. We discussed Basavi Halab. And we started discussing Hulin that was slaughtered in the Azara and what's the source to it. We learned from a Braita, it says uh, three times, Ushato, Veshahatoto, Veshahatoto. We learned that you're not allowed to have any benefit from an animal that was slaughtered in the Beit HaMikdash area, whether it has wounds, whether it's a wild animal, whether it's a bird, even the Abad. And we also learned you can't even give it to a dog, you're not allowed to benefit from it. And with that, we're going to start on Hayt Amud Alif, nine lines in, second word, Ashkechinu Mor Yehuda, the Rav Yosef, or Rav Shmuel Bered, the Rabba Barbar Hana. Mor Yehuda found Rav Yosef and Rav Shmuel, the son of Rabba Barbar Hana, the Havu Kaimea Pithad de Rabba. They were standing outside the door of the Shiva of Rabba. Amar Dehu and Mor Yehuda told them, Tanya, we have a bright time, Kadesh be Peter Hamor. If a person's Mekadesh with the firstborn donkey, before it was, uh, before, then before they broke the neck. Bebasar bechalav, meat and milk, ubholin shin shatu ba'azara, or holin of slur in the azara, rabishim on omer mekudeshet, bechachamim omerim ena mekudeshet. Alma, what we learn from here, that Hulin Shin Shatu Ba'azara, the Rabbi Shimon, Navde Oraita. The Hulin that was slaughtered in the Azara, according to Rabbi Shimon, is not from the Torah, it's rather it's the Rabbanan. Now the problem is, Urminhu, we have a Braita, it says Rabbi Shimon, Omer, Hulin Shin Shatu Ba'azara, Yisarfu, you gotta burn them, you can't just bury them, you gotta burn them. Vechen Hayash Nin Shatu Ba'azara, the same thing with a wild animal that was slaughtered in the Azara, has to be burnt, and it sounds like it's from the Torah, because if it was Midrabanan, we wouldn't be Mahamir with a wild animal like this, Ishtiku, and all the rabbis didn't know what to say in regards to the contradiction of Rabbi Shimon. So Atul Kamei they came in front of Rabbah, Amadehu and Rabbah explained to them, Palga, the one who usually causes conflicts, meaning Rabbi Yudah, he made you guys stand, meaning he got you guys stuck. When Rabbi Shimon said she's Mekudesha, what are we talking about? They slaughtered the animal. They found it's not kosher. And Rabbi Shimon, he has his shita everywhere that if a shita was not good, it's not a shita. And since it was no good, the, the, any any isur that comes as a result of the shechita doesn't come on it. And therefore, if he took this animal of the trefa in the Azara and, he's, and he was mekadesha, it works. The tanya shochet trefa vechen shochet v'nimtzet trefa. If someone slaughtered an animal that was not feeling well, and you could tell it's it's missing a leg or the the, the skull is is crack or something or you slaughter an animal and you open it up and you see the insides are no good they're both even matir he even allows you to have an eye even make a woman that was no good it's still considered in a sense where it is a sort to have benefit Next, we learned in the Mishnah that if Mecharan, if you took this thing that you don't have any benefit from it, let's say the Basar Vahab, let's say someone did sell it to a Goy, he took that money and gave it to a woman, 
Mechalan Vikidesh Bidmen Mekudeshet. She is Mekudeshet. Menalan, how do we know that something that is a sort of benefit from it, that if I switch, if I sold it for money, the money doesn't go on it, and therefore the money is still good. So the Gemara explains, because the Pasuk explained to us by Avodazara that it holds on to the money, meaning if it was traded for money, it grabs onto the money and it is Vahita Haim Kamo, it becomes a sword like it. Anything that is caused as a result of the Avodazara is like it. Meaning, if you traded the Avodazara for money, both the money and the Avodazara is a sur. Miklal, the whole Isurim Shvatorah, Sharu, meaning anything else like Basar, Behalav, Peter, Hamor, etc., are mutar. They're, meaning the money is mutar. So the Gemara says, Venelef Mine. So why don't we learn from Avodazara that anything that is a sur, if you trade it for money, they're both a sur. That's like what explains. Mishum Dahava, Avodak, Havim, Ushviit, Shenek, Tuvim, Habaim, Kehad. Because Shemitah and Avodah Zarah, two psukim that discuss the same thing. And they discuss that if someone traded whatever, that Asur, the Shemitah food, if someone sold it from any guy's money, or Avodah Zarah, if you sold it and you took the money, the money is Asur. Any two psukim that are, that are coming to teach us one halakha, it's only there and we don't learn it anywhere else because otherwise you don't need to repeat yourself twice. You can just tell it to me once. Avodat kochavim hadaman. We just said it says vayita harem kamo shevayit mayhi. What are we talking about with shemitah? It says yovel hi kodesh tiye lachem. The food is like kodesh, meaning and shemitah is like a yovel. Ma kodesh tofes adamav. The same way kodesh, if you trade it for for money, they're both kadosh. Av shevayit tofes adamav. Same thing with shemitah fruits. It grabs onto the money, and both the fruit and the money is asur. But the Gemara says, if we're already comparing it to Kodesh, maybe by Kodesh, listen, if you redeem it, the Kodesh now, at this point now goes to Hulin. Maybe the same thing with Shemitah fruits, that once it's traded for money, the Shemitah fruit will now go become Hulin. That's why it says the word Tehiyeh, it's always going to be like that. Ketzad, how? Lakach beperot shivi'it basar. If I bought with uh, with uh, with fruits of shivi'it, I traded it for meat. Elu ve'elu, both them it ba'arim ba'shivi'it. They both have to be burnt. You got to get rid of both of them by the by the shemitah here. And let's say basar dagim, you took that meat that you traded there. So you traded uh, shemitah apples for uh, for meat, for steak. They both asur. You take the, the steak, you traded for fish, basar dagim. So then at that point, yatsa basar venichnesu dagim. Now the dagim are, are the fish are now the one that is asur. But dagim yain, and you traded the fish for one, yatsu dagim venichnas yain. The fish are mutar, and the wine is asur. But yain shemen, you traded wine for oil, yatsa yain venichnas shemen. Now the oil is asur haketzad. What's going on? Aharon, Aharon, nitpas b'shevi'it. The last one is connected to the Shemitah fruits and has to be burnt. Uferi atzmo asur. And any fruit that grew on the, she, on the Shemitah year, it, it in itself is asur and you have, to, you have to burn it. And the idea is, during the Shemitah year, at a certain point when, the, when there's no more fruits in the field, let's say you have apples, let's say there's no more apples for the, for the wild animals in the field to take from, so anything you have in the house, you have to get out of the house, you have to, you have to burn it. 
So the Gemara says, Hani amar Okay, that works great according to the rabbi who holds that whenever you have two psukim discussing one halacha, you cannot learn it anywhere else. But amar But what about according to the rabbi who holds? You do teach it to other places. What are you going to say then? Maybe we should learn from Avodah Shemitah to other places that you're not allowed to have Hana'ah from it. So the Gemara explains, no, there's, there's exclusions written in the Pasuk, meaning, it says, it says, he in who in meaning that when it says the word who and he it means dafka these cases whatever you sell the shemitah the avodah if you sell it, the money becomes asur but anything else the money does not become asur next mishnah hamkadesh bitrubmot if someone's mekadesh a woman with terumagdola what's supposed to go to the kohen or levi the terumah that the levi is supposed to go to the kohen or masot or maser rishon that goes to levi or maser ani it's supposed to go to a poor person for example the zeral haim kebab the cheek the the shank bone the stomach let's say the water that we put in the paraduma ashes let's say he wants to be Mekadesh woman with the ashes of a paraduma harezo mekudeshet. And not only a Kohen, vafilu Israel. Even if Israel uses any of these things, she's mekudeshet. And that leads us to a famous mahloket. The Gemara starts Amar Ula Tobat Ula held the, a favor to do something for someone is not considered money. So I'll give you an example. Um, a, a Israel comes up to another Israel. Look, I have a grandson. He's a he's a kohen. My my daughter married a kohen. Their son. Can if you give him terumot, here's I, I'll do you a favor. I'll give you money for it or whatever it is. That ability to give to any kohen is not really worth anything. In other words. If a woman said, if you give the terumah to my son, I'll be mitkadeshit to you, that's not good enough. And etiver brought up a question to Ula. Our Mishnah, ham kadesh bitrumot ma'asrot. If someone's mekadesh, a woman with trumot, ma'asrot, matanot, or you're supposed to give the kohen, bemehatat, the water of the paraduma, of efer, the ashes of paraduma, harezo mekudeshet vafilu Israel. She's mekudeshet, and even Israel, and we're understanding the fact that he said Israel, even though Israel has really no connections to the trumot, but he does have that tovatara, that favor that he could give it to this kohen, that you could pay him for that, uh, him giving it to, to that Kohen, and that's worth something. That goes against what Ula said. So Amale Ula explained, Over here we're talking about a situation where Israel got inherited fruits and vegetables from his mother's father who was a Kohen. So his grandfather was a Kohen, was a farmer, and he had a whole, all these uh, fruits, and he forgot, and I guess the grandfather passed away before he could give it to Motomasrot. Now in general, all the Kohen has to do is separate these uh, Trumot, and then he can keep them for himself, meaning it's going from one pocket to the other, but you just have to go through the whole ceremony. The thing is, Vekasabar and the Tanav Ar Mishnah who held that she's Mekudeshet, he held Matanot Shelo Hormu Kemisha Hormu Damian. 
trumot that were not taken out, all these gifts that were not taken out, it's as if they were already uh, given. Meaning, since it's going from one pocket to the other, it's like the grandfather already gave it, even though he never really gave it, since he was going to keep it anyways. And that's why when this Yisrael inherited all these things, gave it a woman, that's why the Tanah held she is Mekudeshet. And Ba'amine Rabbi Hiyabarabin Merav Huna. Rabbi Hiyabarabin, he asked the question from Rav Huna. Tobatana Amamon o Enamamon. This favor that uh, someone has the ability to give it to any Kohen he wants, that power, whatever you want to call it, is that money or not? And Amar le Tenitu, and Rabbuna told him, listen, you learned that in Mishnah, Kadesh betrumot ma'asrot matanot ve'mechatat u'be'efer parah ha'rezo mekudesh. That's our Mishnah. And it says, Afilu Yisrael, even if Yisrael does it, and it sounds like if Yisrael, the only, the only thing he has in all these things is just the ability to give it to any Kohen he wants, and still that power, that uh, favor that he has, it, it counts as something that she's mekudeshet. But Amar there, Bihiyabarabin told him, Velav Okimna, didn't we say we're talking about Baisel Shunaflulo Tevalim Bet Avi Mokohen? Aren't we talking about the Israel who inherited fruits and vegetables from his grandfather who was a Kohen? So Amar there, Avhuna told her, Bihiyabarabin, Hutsa'at, you're outside. So Ichsif, Rabihiyah was embarrassed. Who Savar, because he understood Mishma'ata Ka'amarla. He understood that Rav Huna said that you're outside of the right uh, uh, of the right answer, meaning you're not smart. And Amar then Rav Huna explained, "Hachi Kamina." This is what I meant. Rav Asi de Hutzal Kaekevatach. Rav Asi from Hutzal, he holds like you. So you're like Hutzal, meaning you hold like Rav Asi from Hutzal. So now the Gemara wants to understand. Let's say this is a machloketanaim is tovat hanaa the ability to do someone a favor is that money or not? Let's say it's machloketanaim hagonev tivelo shel haver of someone stole someone's tevel that's fruits and vegetables before you give it to motor masrot meshalem lo demetivelo shel haverod very birbi holds you gotta pay him for everything even the trumot and masrot that are there. Rabbi Yossi ber Rabbi Yehuda Omer, and Omer Shalom Yadad Deme Cholin Sheva. You only have to pay for the Cholin, so whatever whatever you're left with, seventy eight percent. Okay, so you only give them seventy eight percent of what you stole. Now, my love, Behakem Felga, isn't this the source of their Machloket? The more Savar that Rabbi held Tovatan Amamon, this favor that you could do to someone is considered money, and that's why you have to pay all one hundred percent. Or more Savar, Rabbi Yossi ber Rabbi Yehuda held Tovatan Amamon, whatever that favor to give the Trumotam Alshot, whoever you want, is not considered. Uh, money and therefore you only have to pay him whatever you, whatever you're left with seventy eight percent. The grant says law. That's not the machlokedechulama according to everyone to and You could say that according to everyone, this favor is not doesn't really have a monetary worth. Over here we're talking about fruits and vegetables that came from his grandfather was a kohen. The question here is is the gifts as if it was given or not? Meaning, although the Kohen never did it, is it as if it was already given or not? More Savarabi held is Kemisha Hurmudem, and it's as if it was already given, and therefore you have to pay him all 100%. More Savarabi, Yosibarabi, Yudah held, love Kemisha Hurmudem, it's not as if it was given, and since it's not considered money, therefore he took away his right to give it to whoever he wants. So the, the thief, 
uh, gives him a 78%, and the thief could give the 22% whoever he wants. Now, the Ibait Ima, option number two, the Chule Alma, both Rabbi, Rabbi Yosibur, Yuda, all hold, Kemisha Hurmudamian, Vetovatana'a, Enamamon. They all hold that gifts that were not given, it's as if they were given, and this favor is not, uh, does not have a monetary worth. Vehacha Bidi Shmuel, Kamifogan, Machloket, is according to what Shmuel said, the Ama Shmuel, by Teruma, it just says the, the first of your grain. It doesn't say how much you have to give. Hachamim uh, later on said 140, 150, 160, but really technically one wheat kernel exempts the entire uh, pile from giving Teruma. The more eat the Shmuel, the Rebbe holds like Shmuel, and therefore he has to give him back everything except one kernel. More let let the Shmuel, and Rebbe Yosef does not hold like Shmuel that one kernel is good enough. Rather, you got to give him the 140, 150, 160, whatever it is, and therefore you can't ask him for the teruma money. So the 140, 150, 160 got to subtract it from whatever the thief pays back. Or you could say nobody holds like Shmuel. No one says you could give one kernel and you're good. And Rabbi's real reason is the Kansura Banan Laganav that Hachamim punished the thief. We don't want it to be like money that no one's going to claim. You technically he stole the money. Okay, but who does he have to give it to? Any coin and no Kohen can actually come to him and say, Give me my money. It doesn't really belong to anyone. You just have to give it to a Kohen. Which Kohen? It doesn't make a difference. So then nothing is uh, pushing him to give back the money or give the Tiruma Masir. Therefore be held. We're going to punish him and say you have to pay to the guy you stole it from. Or you could say, According to everyone, you all that Shmuel, if you give one kernel, you're good. What's Rabbi Yossi Berbiuda's real reason that the thief doesn't have to pay the Trumot and Masot, only has to pay the Hulin? We're punishing, according to Rabbi Yossi Berbiuda, we're punishing the owner for not giving Trumot and Masrot fast enough, and that caused the thief to be able to come and, and steal. Tanan, we learned in the Mishnah, Kadesh Bitrumot Masrot Matanot, Meme Hatat Befer Para Harezo Mekudeshet, Vafalpi Israel. Even though Israel, it all works. Or mean who? We have a Mishnah in Masechet Bechorot, Hanotel Sachar Ladun Dinav Betelin. If someone gets paid to judge, all of his judgments are void. If someone gets paid to testify, his testimony is a void. If someone gets paid to spray the the the, the water of the para aduma, or to, he gets paid to mix the the ashes with the water in a special way, everything he does is no good. The water is uh, is spoiled water, and and the and the ashes are just plain ashes. And the problem is, there's a contradiction in over here. The way we're understanding from our Mishnah that a person can have benefit from the Mechatat and Efer Para, it sounds like he took, he got paid for mixing it or, or dealing with it. So, Amar Abaye, no, there's no contradiction. Khan, in our Mishnah, we're talking about a situation, Bishar Hava'a Umilui. We're talking about where someone got paid for bringing the water or filling up the vessels 
all that is extra work that it's not up for him to do, and therefore if he got paid, he could use that to give to the woman. Khan in the Mishnah Bechorot, where it says everything is void, that's Bishar Hazavik Kiddush. Over there, we're talking about you get paid to actually do the work, meaning actually spray on people, actually do the mixture, where you do an actual mitzvah. Over here it says be with an, with that extra bit is coming to tell me with uh, with whatever it involves, meaning not the actual mitzvah, but the other things that you do for it, like filling up the water, like bringing the cow and things like that, bringing the ashes, that you're allowed to use the money, whatever benefit you got from that, you're allowed to give to a woman. When we said, and it's no good, that's when when you're actually doing the mitzvah, of actually spraying people, doing the mixture of paraduma shma'amina. Hadran Allah Ham Kadesh. And now we're starting the third perik of Masechet Kiddushin. If someone is, uh, tells his friend, Can you go be Mekadesh, this woman, for me? And the Shaliyah and the messenger went and was Mekadesh, her, for himself. Technically, she's Mekadesh to the second person, the messenger. If someone tells a woman, you are sanctified to me, you're Mekodesh to me in 30 days from now. So he gave her money now, but in 30 days it'll, it'll work. And someone comes two days later and Mekodesh within 30 days, Mekodesh Lasheni, she's technically Mekodesh to the second person. And in 30 days from now, that first Kiddushin can't take effect because she's already an Eshet Ish to the second person. And therefore, if she's a Bat Israel and the second person's the Kohen, he's a Kohen, Tochal she's technically allowed to eat Terumah, like in the wife of a Kohen. If the second guy is a Kohen, she could start eating Terumah. If he said, you're a to me from now and after 30 days, and someone else comes and Mekadesh her within those 30 days. She's Mekudeshit and not Mekudeshit. So she's like, she's somewhere in the gray area. And by the way, um, the Rishonim get into it in regards to, let's say, she got married and she got divorced within those 30 days from that second person. And now day 30 comes. Can that Kiddushin, the original Kiddushin, take effect or not? The Ramban holds that it technically it, it can take effect. The Rashbah says it cannot take effect because according to the Ramban, she's technically single and Kiddushin can step in and, and jump onto her. And, and that's it, she's trapped. According to the Rashbah, by her accepting Kiddushin from the second person, she said no to the first person's Kiddushin and she didn't let that the first Kiddushin do anything. Next, if someone's a Mekadesh, a woman, and he said it in a very interesting way. He said, now and after 30 days, and we don't know what he means. And someone else came and it was Mekadesh within 30 days. Two weeks later, someone's Mekadesh, Mekudeshet ve'ena Mekudeshet. She is Mekudeshet to the first one, and and she's also Safek Mekudeshet to the second. Meaning she's a sword to both of them. And in order to be mutar to one of them, the other one has to give a get. And if she wants to marry a third person, they both have to give her a get. And therefore, Bat Israel Kohen, if she was Bat Israel married to Kohen, or if she was a Bat Kohen, the Israel, Lotochal Betrumah, she shouldn't eat Terumah because we're not sure what she is. 
meaning about Israel who's engaged a Kohen she should not eat maybe she's really not Mekudeshet and about Kohen the Israel shouldn't eat because just in case she is Mekudeshet and we will stop right here Baruch Hashem Le'olam Amen Ve'amen